With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Daf Samachay, page 65. We begin four lines from the top towards the end of the line. Masa Rav Avya. Rav Avya asks the following question. On our assumption, our assumption now is in the Gemara, that a cotton, a miner, does not have the ability to make an acquisition for someone else, but he does have the ability to make an acquisition for himself. So Rav Avya asks as follows. We find, it says in the Mishnah, Marimin al Maiser Shani, you have the ability to pull shtick, so to speak, uh, when in regards to Maiser Shani. Usually, if you want to redeem Maiser Shani, let's say you have some kind of fruits that need to be brought to Jerusalem, but uh, you're not going to be able to bring it as too far. So if you want to redeem them onto money, and then be able to bring the money to spend in Yushalayim, so what you do is you have to add on an extra fifth of the value as a fine, a knas, for the fact that you're redeeming it instead of actually bringing the fruits themselves. So there's a way out of this. Kate said, what's the way? He says to his children, his son or his daughter, who are adults, or to his slave or his maidservant, here, take this money, and do me a favor and redeem this Maeser Shani. So now, what happens is, there's a halacha, that you don't have to pay that fine, you don't have to pay the extra fifth if you're redeeming someone else's thing. So here he gives the money to his kids, and he says to them, you redeem it for me, and then he gets takes back the money, the money has the kedusha, and he doesn't have to pay the extra fifth. So now, what's the case of this maidservant? If she has brought two hairs, meaning she's hit puberty, so what's he doing there? She goes out free. Must be that she has not brought two hairs, so we see that she's a minor. Nevertheless, she has the ability to acquire the money and to do him a favor and give him back his money, it seems. What's the case? The Gemara says, it's not a case as you think. But we're talking about Maeser Shani today, nowadays, when it's only rabbinic, and therefore, since it's only rabbinic, so therefore the rabbis allow there to be an acquisition through this minor. Wait, how could it be that we're talking about the rabbinic Maeser Shani of our times? How can you have a maidservant at all in our times? The only time that we have a concept of a Jewish slave is only when there's a concept of Yovel. When they can be freed in Yovel, then you can have an, a Jewish slave, but otherwise you can't. Only when we have this custom of doing the Yovel. So the Gemara answers, you know why it's the Rabbanon, only Rabbinic, it's talking about a case where you have a flower pot which doesn't have a hole in it, and therefore since me the Rabbanon, the Rabbis say that you have to take off my Sosheni from this thing, for if it grew in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. So, so therefore, since you're doing it, which is, it's only Rabbinic to begin with, so you can do it through a Rabbinic acquisition through a child. Amar Rava, Rava says, Shalish Midas Bekatan. There are three different characteristics, three different levels of intelligence in regard to a child. Tsurav if let's say he's at the level where he takes a stone, he throws it away, Egez Benatle, and he takes a nut to keep it, he knows that it's more valuable. So when he's at that level, so he can acquire something for himself, but he can't acquire for others. Corresponding to that age, in regards to a young woman, a girl, so she's allowed to become married insofar as that she has the ability to receive Miyun, which allows her to no longer be married. Meaning, we're talking about a case, Rashi explains, where the father has passed away. So the rabbi said that there's Kedushin, the Rabbanan, there's a rabbinic Kedushin if the mother or the brother marries her off. And since it's only me, the Rabbanan, it's only from the rabbis, so therefore all she needs to do is have a special ceremony called Miyun, where she refuses to remain married to this man. But 
if she wouldn't be married at all, so then she wouldn't even need Miyun. If she's younger than this, she's not considered even rabbinically married, and therefore she wouldn't even need this rabbinic type of divorce. So that's the first level. Second level is hapeutois. When they get to this age called peutois, these young children, mekhan mekach, umemkar, and memkar. So they have the ability to make sales. And what's this talking about? Rashi says we're talking about the age between six and eight, when they have a certain level of intelligence. This, that they have the ability to do this, is in regards to movable objects, as opposed to karka, any kind of land they can't do. And corresponding to this by a young girl, that when she's at this age, between 6 and 8, she has the ability to receive a get, even if she was married with the Oraisa from the Torah, because her father married her off, and she needs a get in order to be divorced, she's at the age where she can, at this point, receive a get already. So she can be divorced even from the Torah. Let's say she got to the age where she can make some kind of vow, and the vow is valid. Rashi says it's the age of 11 and one day. So when they make a vow, it's a good vow, they have to keep it. If they're mocked or they say something, they want to dedicate something to the temple, it's a good dedication. Corresponding to this, in regards to a young girl, Chaylet says there's a concept that she can do chalitza. Rashi explains that once she reaches the age of 11 years and one day, so she brings shtesar, she brings some kind of sh- things that show that she's reached puberty, so in fact she's considered a woman already, and therefore she falls into the category of somebody who can do chalitza, who if let's say her husband dies and they didn't have any children, so she would fall to, to do yibum or chalitza to uh, her brother, his brother, I'm sorry. So therefore, that's only possible by someone who's considered an adult already. So this girl can already possibly be considered an adult, uh, assuming that she has brought some kind of signs that she's hit puberty. So the Gemara continues, And to have the ability to sell his father's properties, so he has to already be the age of 20. Before that, in regards to property, so he's still considered a minor, even though he's over the age of 13. Now we begin the Mishnah. Let's say I have a minor, a girl who says, go receive my get, meaning she wants to appoint some kind of messenger. Whereas if a woman makes this kind of messenger, as soon as it gets to the hands of the messenger, it, it's considered that she received it. She, the messenger is considered an extension of the woman. However, in this case, so the messenger is not considered an extension of the woman. A minor cannot create a messenger. And therefore, it's not considered that they're divorced until the get actually reaches her hands. Lefichach, therefore. In if the husband wants to back out, he has the ability to still back out as long as it has not yet reached this minor woman's hands, this child. Because a minor doesn't have the ability to make any kind of messenger. If let's say the, the girl's father said, Go out and receive, be a messenger to receive this divorce document. So then the father, has the, the father of the girl has the ability to create this kind of messenger, and therefore the husband will not be able to back out once he's given it over to this messenger. Let's say someone says, Give this divorce document to my wife in a certain place. And the shliach, the messenger on his own, goes and gives it to her in a different place. Puzzle. It's no good. And Rashi explains because the Baal, the, the husband, when he wants her to be divorced in that place, he has a specific reason why he wants him to be divorced in that place. And therefore, in fact, they're not divorced unless it's done in that place. Let's say he doesn't say, I want you specifically to give it to her there. But he says, she's in such and such a place. Go there and give it to her. 
So then, even if he does it in a different place, it's kosher, it's fine, because he's just trying to show him, he means to say, you know, that's where she probably is, go over there, but he doesn't dafka mean, he doesn't specifically mean that he wants to divorce her only in that place. If a woman says, I want you to receive the get for me, in a certain place, and so if he accepted it in a different place, it's no good. Because Rashi explains in Amabiz that when the, when the woman says it, in order to be a good shliach, in order to be a proper messenger, you have to do exactly what the person who's sending the messenger says. If you don't do exactly what they say, then it's the shlichus, the, the job that you've gone to do, is bottle, it's nullified. So that's the Tanakama. However, Rabbi Lezer Machshir, Rabbi Lezer says it's t- is indeed kosher, it's fine. Even though the messenger did something which was against the will of the one who sent him, nevertheless, it's fine. We're going to see in the Gemara why. Let's say she says, bring me my get from a certain place, and he went and he got it from a different place, it's certainly fine. It's even according to Tanakama, it's considered Maramakam. It's just she's showing him where she wants to get it from, but she doesn't mean Dafka specifically that she wants to be divorced in that place. Rabbi Lazar, Maishna, Resha, Polig, Maishna, Sefer, the Polig. Why is it that Rabbi Lazar argues? in the second case where the woman makes a shliach and he says that the shliach doesn't have to be done in that place, the messenger doesn't have to specifically get it in that place whereas in the first case he agrees that if the husband is the one who sent it out so then it does have to be specifically in that place the more answer is since the husband is doing it of his own accord, meaning the husband is the one who can do it even against the will of the woman so when he says something he means it therefore it has to be done in that place and everybody else agrees to that Ihi, however, in regards to the woman, the Balkarcha Miskareshes, she's being divorced against her will. So when she says something, so since she can't force the husband to do it in that place, so therefore when she says that she knows that this place that I'm talking about isn't any, is anyway not per se going to be the place where it's going to happen, therefore she doesn't specifically mean that it has to be in that place, and therefore if, it, if it's done in a different place, it's fine. Now we begin the next Mishnah. If let's say the woman says to the shliach, to the messenger, bring me the get, meaning she's not making a shliach la a messenger to receive it, but rather she's just saying, bring it to me. So she's not considered divorced until the get actually gets back to her. And therefore, if she's married to a Kohen, she's still considered married and she's allowed to continue to eat from the special Kohen food, the truma. But if let's say she said, receive for me the get, which means that as soon as the messenger gets it, she's going to be divorced. She's not allowed to eat truma right away. And we're going to see that the reason is because this messenger might, as he's walking out of the house or as he's walking out of the city, might right away meet the guy, the husband, and might get the get. So therefore, since we're concerned that that might happen, she cannot eat right away. Let's say she says, get get my divorce document in such and such a place. So she's allowed to eat truma until the get actually reaches that place. Rebilazer says that it's a problem right away. Now we begin the Gemara. The Gita Miahavi. We have a case in the Mishnah like this. Let's think about it carefully. The Gemara is going to evaluate it. The case is where she says to the Shliach, she says to the messenger, Go receive my get in place X. Now, where does he do? He goes to place Y. And then the Mishnah says, when, when the Shliach, when the messenger gets to place X, the original place that she said she wants to be divorced in, that's when she's considered a divorce. And therefore, that's when she no longer can eat truma. We said in the first case, in the previous Mishnah, it's not considered a get at all. If she says, go to a certain place and get divorced, it doesn't matter. If he goes somewhere else and he ends up in that place, it's not good enough. says, We need it for the following. So she said to him like this, Go receive my get 
for me in this place called Mata Machasya. And sometimes he might be in Babylonia. So Vahikomar, and this is what she means, Vahikomarle. Mishkol Kolhecha de Mishkachasle. Shaklamine. Take it wherever you can, wherever you find him, that's where you should take it. We turn to Ambeis. And when she says this, however, she means that wherever you find him, that's where you should take the get, but it's not going to be a good get. I don't want to be divorced until you get to the place called Masa Machasya. Now the Gemara continues. Rebelezer says that it's a problem right away. She can't eat truma. Pshita, it's obvious. Because it's it's obvious that she just means to say, you know, it's going to be over there, but if he's not over there, wherever wherever it is, you know, that's where I want to be divorced. So obviously she can't eat right away. My answer is, We need it for the following case. The Amr He says to her, I'm sorry, she says to him, to the messenger, go to the east. That's where he is, he's in the east. And the guy doesn't listen, he goes to the west. You might think that for sure the guy's not in the west. She knows where he is. So that's why it's coming to teach us. That, that she's going to be forbidden right away from eating from Truma, even though the guy didn't listen to her. Dilma Bahadi de Ka'azil Megas Goisbe. Because it's possible for some reason, maybe he'll end up in the West, and as he's going along, he'll meet this husband, Viahev Legita, and the husband will give the messenger the divorce document. And therefore, that's why we're going to say that there's going to be a forbidden nature to, for her to eat this Truma right away. Let's say somebody says to his shliach, this is a totally different case, nothing to do with Gittin, but the case is, let's say, you have, you want to be able to walk an extra 2,000 amas on Shabbos, an extra 2,000 cubits, so what you're allowed to do is, outside of the city, you can you can make yourself a quasi-living space by placing two different foods there, and then you have another 2,000 amas, you can walk 2,000 amas plus 2,000 amas, because it's considered that you have that spot being your dwelling place. So now, Guy says to his friend, to his messenger, he says, make this Eruv, make this special f- place that's going to be considered my home, so to speak, make it out of dates. And instead, the guy went and he made it out of figs. He said, so he said to him, make it out of figs, and then he went and he did it out of dates. One Bryce says that it's fine. Even though he didn't listen, it's still considered a good, uh, he con- completed that which he was sent to do. Another Bryce says, It's not considered that he fulfilled the shlichus, that which he was sent to do. So we can say that this is not a problem because one of them is the rabbis and one of them is the rabbis. This is the one that's the rabbis because they say that when a person makes a shliach, makes a messenger, he says specifically what he wants. So that's the Bryce that says that it's not considered a good shlichus. It's not considered that he fulfilled his mission. The one that said it is that it is considered his mission, that he's fulfilled his mission, it's Rabbi Lazar who says that when I say something, I don't mean specifically a thing, I mean generally. Rav Yosef Omar, Rav Yosef says, ha vaha Rabbonon, that both of them we could say are the rabbis. And even though in regards to Gittin they say that he, she means specifically what she says, or he means specifically what he says, so nevertheless over here it's going to be different. Kan b'shaloi, kan b'shalchavero. It depends when he sent him and he said, go use this thing, and the guy wanted to use something else. He said, use dates, and the guy wanted to use figs. So if he said, use my dates, and the guy went and used his figs, that's fine. But let's say the case is like this. You have a guy, his name is Ruven. He wants to create this Erev. He wants to be able to travel 2,000 amas past the Tchum. So he says, Ruven says to Shimon, you know, I need to do this thing. Can I borrow some food from you? Shimon says, fine. So now Ruven goes to Levi and he says, Levi, I want you to use Shimon's 
dates. And now what does Levi do? Levi goes and uses Shimon's figs. So he didn't get permission to use the, the figs, he only got permission to use the dates. So there, it's not going to be considered a good shlich, it's not going to be considered that he fulfilled his mission. Amar Abai. So Abai says to him like this, What are you going to do with the following braises? Someone who says to his messenger, Arev Libe Migdol, Go make me my Arev, my, my Eruve Tchumen. He wants to be able to go past the 2,000 Amas. Go make that for me in a certain tower. And instead he made it in a certain Shoivach. A Shoivach is some kind of nest. He says, put it next to this nest. And instead he put it in a tower. Tanya Chad, we have one Raisa that says Eruv, Eruv, that in one place it says that it's indeed a good job, he did a good job. The other one says that he did not fulfill his mission. So how can you explain that over there? This second understanding that we said, Rav Yosef's understanding does not work out. Where do you have anything that has to do with him and his friend? It doesn't work out. So the Gemara answers, It doesn't mean that he was asking him to go make the Eruv Echatzeros in that place, but rather he meant, go use the fruits that are in that place. So now, if he meant to use the fruits that are in that place of his own, so then he doesn't care if you use some, some other fruits of his. However, if he meant use the fruits in that place that belong to someone else that he got permission, so then he will be makbid, he'll be upset if the guy uses some other fruits that belong to that guy because he didn't get permission for that. It's the same thing over here, and that's what it means with the tower and the birds. As Masnison, we begin the Mishnah. get ishti. Someone says, write a divorce document and give it over to my wife. Gershuha, he says, divorce her. Kisvu Igeris, write a document. Utanula, and give it to her. All these cases, it's considered that he said a correct type of statement, and therefore, we go, we write a get for him, and we give it over to her. Patruha, let's say he says, Patruha, Parnesuha, give her, take care of her. Asula Kinimus, do like the law. Asula Karoil, do what she deserves. So all of these cases, it's not clear that you mean specifically to divorce her, and therefore it's not considered that you're we're not going to write anything for you and divorce her. Turn around and we live in our Shalchuha, send her away. Shavkuha, leave her be. Tarhuha, drive her out. Hare elu yichtavu vienu. All these cases are words that if you read the get, these are things that are hinted to. These types of words are used inside of the get. Now, however, he says patruha, parnasuha, asula kinimos, asula karoi. Lermaklum. If he uses all of these different languages, get rid of her, let her go, give her, take care of her, do what she deserves, give her like the law. All of these things, it's not clear what you mean. Tani, we learned in a bride, Rabbi Nassan, Rabbi Nassan says, Patruha Tuvarv Kayam. And if he says, Patruha, then indeed his words work, meaning we do write some kind of get for him. Pitruha, if he says it that way, Lermaklum. So the first way, so it's clear that he means to to free her. Patrua Lushan, the, the words mean exempt her. So it could mean exempt her, meaning get rid of her, or it could also mean either way, it could mean exempt her from some kind of obligation that she has. So when you say Patruha, Rashi explains, so you mean it very in a very strong way. So you mean to divorce her, but Pitruha means let her become exempt. So that's a lighter way, and therefore it's not clear that you mean to divorce her. Amarava, so Rava says, Rabbi Nassan de Bavlahu, Vidaik Bain Petrua le Patrua, since Rabbi Nassan is from Babylonia, so there it has these two different explanations of the word Potter. So therefore, you can talk about a stronger way of saying it and a lighter way of saying it. However, Tanadidon, our Mishnah, the Bar Ertisral, who he was somebody who lived in Ertisral, Loidaik. So there in Ertisral, in the land of Israel, so they didn't have these two different ways of explaining the words. The words always meant one thing, and therefore it didn't per se mean divorcing.
So therefore in the Mishnah, it doesn't matter how you say it, it's still not considered a divorce. But according to Rabbi Nassim, since, since he lived in Babylonia, so it, it could go either way, depending on how you say it. If you say it with a stronger way, it means divorce. If you say it with a lighter way, it doesn't mean divorce. Yibayilu, I'll ask you a question. mahu. Let's say you said, take her out. Azvuha, leave her. Mahu, what's halacha? Hitiruha, free her. Mahu, what's halacha? Hinichuha, leave her. Mahu, what's halacha? Ha'ilula, do what she needs. Mahu, what's halacha? Asula, kidas, do to her like the law. Mahu, what's halacha? Pshait miachada. So we can, we can, in fact, answer one of these questions. We can't answer all of them. At the time we have a brisa, asula kadas, if he says, do to her like the law. Asula kinimus, do to her again like the law. Asula karoi, do what she deserves. All these cases, it's not clear that you mean to divorce, and therefore we don't write any kind of document of divorce. Barishayna, the Mishnah begins. Hayu Amrim, originally used to say Hayu color. Someone is going out, he's about to be killed by the government. He said, Write a get for my wife. He didn't say to give it. Nevertheless, since he's all confused as he's going out to be killed, that he meant to write it and give it. So therefore, that's what we do. And then they said later, Even someone who's going out to the sea, or somebody who's going out into the desert. So he's also, he's busy, he's running, he, he's, his mind's not with him. When he says, write it, he means write it and give it. Rabbi Shimon Shazuri, Shazuri says, even somebody who is a uh, sick person who's on his deathbed. So too, if he says, write it, he means write it and give it. We'll continue from here in the next Daily Daf.